Fortunately, we are to have the opportunity with this precious remembered either to repay that kindness in a very good way by making progress on the path to enlightenment. Yes, we've been talking about the um, the six harmonies. We talked about um, harmony, physical harmony, living together in a peaceful way, verbal harmony, learning to communicate with each other, mental harmony, learning to calm our minds and work out stuff. And then the, the next harmony is the harmony of precepts. So what this means is that um, we share a similar lifestyle and we keep similar precepts. And for the functioning of a, of a good community, this has to be the case. You know, if, if you just have a group of individuals who each decide that they're going to keep their precepts in their own way and they're going to live their own lifestyle, then it doesn't, it, it ceases to be a community. You know? And see, so that's the difference between having a roommate, yeah, and, and living in a community. When you have a roommate, you have your life, they have their life, you both do whatever you want, and, and it's fine when you gather together in the kitchen sometimes to talk to each other. Yeah. But, but when you live in a community, you have to have the same lifestyle and the same precepts, because you know, those, those are what we're all training our minds in, what, what we're all guiding. And so that's why... Everybody who lives at the Abbey, you know, keeps the same kind of precepts um, or has the same kind of behavior even if they aren't keeping those precepts, okay? So, for example, even the lay people who stay at the Abbey are celibate and don't take intoxicants and don't buy food and things like that because we're living together here as a community and so it's the opportunity to to uh, learn a monastic way of life and, uh, and benefit from that. Okay, and so, you know, I've been talking before about how nowadays oftentimes people interpret the precepts in very different ways or sometimes people don't interpret the precepts and so everybody, you know, there, there's no common way of doing it in, in a community and that usually just brings a lot of of discord and confusion and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so that that's why I was saying that with a lot of these precepts that where it becomes difficult to keep them exactly literally because of our the society that we live in and the time we live in, then we have to have a common way in this community of keeping them together, you know, so that we all follow the same guidelines, you know. It's like I was, I was saying before, sometimes you might live with people and someone says, oh yeah, I have my own money and they go out and spend it and go here and there and then the other people are trying not to and it just gets really confusing. So, you know, we have certain ways that we keep different precepts here and, 
and then we all train in that same way and then we all live the same lifestyle and follow the same schedule so it forms a nice container because if you're trying to train in your, mo- your mind in a certain way if you're with other people who are training in that way then you all just do the same thing at the same time and instead of everybody going well what do I feel like doing and I don't know if I like that interpretation of it and I feel like this is no this and that and the other thing and then it can be uh, bring a lot of discord okay so very similar lifestyles and so within that then in each monastic community there are the rules of that particular community as well that aren't the precepts you know and don't aren't to do with how you interpret the precepts uh, for that particular community but just the rules of, of how we live together as a community like we have our washcloths in the bathroom you know and we, wipe, we all wipe down the counter and then hang the washcloth there okay and so you know different things like that you know there's no uh, activity on the internet after 10 o'clock and you know during courses there's you know there's no internet stuff for guests and th- you know things like that so that we all have the same uh, guidelines and rules that we, that we live by and it's interesting because even in the um, in the novice uh, sojourn, the confession, uh, where you confess the different downfalls, you also confess when you've broken the rules of the community. Yeah. So it's not just the precepts if you've transgressed, mm-hmm. but if there's rules in, in the community that that we fudge on or break or whatever, then we also confess those as well. Okay. Um, and then uh, and the fifth one is we have uh, we are harmonious in our views. Okay, so we all are, are Buddhists. We have the same or similar views about cyclic existence, dependence arising, you know, the value of love and compassion, the ultimate nature of reality. So we we share similar views. So again, you can see if you're trying to have a spiritual community and people have, you know, widely different views, um, it's going to be difficult to be harmonious in, in the views. Of course, within every community, not everybody understands things the, the same way, you know, and so you have debate and discussion and things like that. But there are, there are certain kind of parameters that you need to have for holding the community get together. So if somebody came in here and said, you know, I believe in God and I think we should all start praying to God, that would not be a harmonious view in this community, you know, and somebody propagating that kind of view would just create a lot of disharmony. Yeah. Or somebody came in and said, well, I think when we die, that's it, and there's absolutely no rebirth, and all this talk about rebirth is just hogwash, then that would, you know, it would promote a lot of disharmony in the views. So, um, you know, like I said, although we don't always, we have, may not understand things in the same way, there's a, there's a similar harmonious basis in which we're all, you know, of views that we're all trying to understand correctly. Okay. This doesn't mean that you, you know, every time you have a different view from somebody else, you have to say, oh, oh I'm doing something wrong, 
you know, because there are various views of selflessness and, you know, various techniques of generating bodhicitta are more effective for one person than for another. So certainly, you know, you have this kind of variety, you know, and we don't try and conform it. We're not trying to make ourselves into cookie cutters, you you know, we're not all going to come out looking like little Christmas trees with, with red sprinkles on them. Yeah, but, but you know, there has to be a certain core, you know, values and views that, that we share in order to do a common practice. Yeah, because if we don't have a common practice, again, that makes the community life very difficult, you know. If one person wants to, you know, pray to God and another person wants to, you know, do prostrations to Buddha and the third person wants to chant Hare Krishna, you know, you're going to, it's going to be difficult to have a harmonious community. So, you know, the, the common views and common practice are very good. And you can see that, you know, when you practice together in the meditation hall, how it bonds you together as a community, you know, how you, you give your support to everybody else and they give you their support to you and you're all kind of working on everything together and so it becomes very helpful for our own individual development in that way. And then the um, the sixth is uh, the sixth harmony is harmony and welfare, and that means that we all share the resources equally. And we've talked about this before, and I think it's it's quite important, you know, so that it's not that some people uh, have a lot of funds and they can go do what they want and buy what they want, and then other people don't have a lot of funds, so they have to stay and work at the monastery and do more work than everybody else. That does not create harmony. <laughs> no. And I've lived in enough communities where I've seen that directly. And so, so that's why, you know, the, the resources are, are shared in an equal way. Um, so, you know, sometimes, for example, you know, when we, re- when we receive food, Okay, it's it's offered to the monastic community. The monastic community shares it with everybody that's here. So it's not that the food that's that that's offered there, uh, you know, uh, is for one person only, or or you know, um, you you keep it hidden in the downstairs refrigerator in a corner, what you really like, so that nobody else can get to it. Yeah but that, that things are, are available for everybody and, and are shared equally. Um, this is something I found very nice when I was in the, in the Chinese monastery because every kind of offering I received before noon of anything perishable, you know, that spread to everybody. And in, in things that aren't perishable, well, everything's perishable, but, you know, <laughs> things like clothes and furniture and stuff like that, then we all... You know, we share that kind of thing in in a common way too. So we don't consider this is my bed and this is my blanket, this and that and the other thing. And we all have, um, we may have our own clothes, but if we have extra clothes, then we give it into the community closet. We have a closet downstairs. And then if you need a sweater, if you need some socks, or you need something, you go to the closet you know, and get it. As we grow bigger, we'll have a, an actual, um, you call it like a, a storeroom manager, 
who's the, you know, because otherwise everybody goes rummaging through the closet and leaves it a mess. But, uh, you know, we, we have extra things, and so then, then you make a request if you need something, and then if the monastery has it, then, you know, you need that sweater here, you need the socks here, and, and so on. So all those things get, get shared equally um, by everybody. So I think that that's quite nice. And then, like I said, if we have extra, we give it to the community. So in the Vinaya, there's, as I said before, we're only really allowed to have one set of ropes. We usually keep an extra, you know, so when you do your laundry, uh, it's helpful to have another set. Um, you know, and so sometimes you might have something old that you wear, and you know, when you're doing work or whatever. But we don't accumulate a lot of clothes uh, because we don't need a lot of clothes. We don't uh, accumulate a lot of stuff, you know, that that we really don't use. In Shasta Abbey, um, when they do their five years of novice training, they all live in the meditation hall, mm-hmm. and so. Their meditation hall is it's uh, like a big plat it's platforms all around the walls and, uh, and and you have your own section you know that's about maybe maybe four feet wide three and a half four feet wide and maybe let's say maybe seven feet long something like that and uh, at the front is a cupboard. And um, that's where where your robes are, and you know your underwear and stuff like that. And uh, you sleep in the meditation hall. Everybody's sleeping in the big room. Um, when it's time to wake up, you wake up because everybody's meditating. Going to med- be meditating in the hall pretty soon, and you can't be sleeping. You pat, you know. There's a community bathroom. You don't have your own individual bathroom, and then you fold up your, your night clothes and, or whatever, you put them in the cupboard and it's closed and, and that's it. And you can't even tell anybody's living there. Yeah. And so everything's done in a very equal way. It's quite a rigorous training. And then after you've done that, that training for five years as a novice, uh, then you know, you, you're able to, if there's space, to have your own room. And even after five years of training like that, because, you know, you only have that one cupboard, you can't have a lot of clothes because they're not all going to fit in there. But some of the seniors have told me that once they have their own room, then somehow they notice that a lot of stuff just collects there. It's kind of like once you have more room, then, you know, it just collects. And, and so we actually have to, I think, stay quite vigilant and... Uh, and continue to give away the things that we don't use and to, you know, to put it in the common storage area uh, instead of, you know, having a whole drawer full of stuff that, that's ours that we never use but, you know, and other people could use but we don't share it or a whole closet full of it or whatever. Um, so it's, it's actually it's something I'm thinking about when we build a monastic residence. There's going to be limited storage because then you have limited possessions, you know? <laughs> when there's a, a lot of room, then we tend to collect a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so since actually in, in our training, we're trying to, uh, you know, create the, the thing of, of living simply and of being generous with the things, and this is quite important. 
You know, because if we're not living simply and we're just hoarding a lot of stuff, then, you know, why should the lay people support us? You know? I mean, if we're just hoarding stuff and we have more clothes than they do and we have a comfier life than they do and we just snap our fingers and say, I want this, I want that, and we get it, then, you know, what's renunciant about that? And why should all these people work nine to five jobs really hard to give us donations to live? Doesn't make any sense, you know? So, so the, the simplicity of lifestyle, I think, is, is quite important for us uh, to live and to remember. Okay. So, any questions about the, the six harmonies before we go on to the next topic?